Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Today I've got Fernando Anguilla, um, who is from SEMrush. Hi Fernando, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me here today. That's great. So um, tell me a little bit about SEMrush. Um, you, you know, you're, you're a product for SEO and uh, paid search, I believe. Can you just give me a bit of a background about what it does um, and who you sell the uh, product to? Oh, definitely. So if, um, let me give you, a, <clears throat> let me explain to you with, a, with, with an example. So if someone uh, is creating a web page and they want to have better results so to be more visible on the SERPs on the on, on the on the uh, results page of Google they need to do a lot of uh, inside work with their keywords with their topics so they need to create content and our platform is giving you all the insights information about what is the best best content out there what is the trending content uh, what are the best keywords that people uh, who are matching your service and products who are looking for uh, s- similar stuff are uh, searching right now and of course what your competitors are doing as well in your city country or with the same uh, or in, in, in the same uh, continents because we are working with more than 140 databases so if you want to have more online visibility you should use a tool uh, there are different tools out, out there we are right now one of the tops uh, because we are not only working with um, the <clears throat> insights or with the analytics, but also with the, with the tracking system that allows you to understand better how your keywords are working, how your online performance is working inside of your niche. And of course, if uh, that's the first perspective when someone wants to open a, a, or build a web page. But if it's a company or if it's a brand, they need to know how well they're performing on their, on their market, on their industry. So we have another set of tools that are meant, uh, are meant for this company. So we have the traffic analytics tools, we have the market sh- uh, research tools. So they can see how many players are in their niche. So let's say we are in the online streaming platform uh, niche, and you have, of course, the leaders of the market there, uh, Netflix, HBO, but there are another 4,000 players who are working in this industry as well. So if you want to find out what is um, your market share, you need to use uh, online tools to do that. So for uh, a small or a bigger company, you will find the benefits for your online visibility with SEMrush. Well, that's interesting. I, I mean, I was particularly interested. You started off talking about content. I mean, a lot of the um, SEO tools uh, vendors start talking about uh, lots of technology, which um, many of our listeners, you know, really aren't involved in. So do you see the, the, that SEMrush is a tool for content creators as much as it is for SEO experts? Oh, yes. Actually, we started at the beginning, 11 years ago, as an SEO platform, SEO tool. So that, that was our classic process. Uh, but um, the industry is changing a lot. And basically, uh, working with uh, Google especially, they had made so many changes on their algorithm. Actually, uh, they made uh, one uh, yesterday. Uh, so they are doing all those uh, changes on their algorithms. and. All of them 
well, I will say 95% of them are related to content. So the quality of the content, relevancy of the content, the content is answering uh, people needs, the content is the perfect match that people need. So everything is about content with Google. So that's why um, three years ago, we started developing uh, tools for creating uh, content for analyzing content and for scoring some content as well. And of course, if you want to, uh, um, uh, if you have an, a request for content creation, we have also uh, a marketplace for, for content. So basically, yes, we are now a, a content platform. Wow, so you can actually go to SEMrush and uh, get authors to generate um, SEO optimized content too. That's correct. Yes, we have this uh, market um, content marketing platform. So you just need to enter uh, the keywords. We're going to do the research with the scoring. So we have uh, two scorings there. The first one is related to Google, how Google is processing all that information in terms of uh, year, uh, hierarchy, in terms of um, architecture of the content. And the, the second scoring is for, uh, for, for the people, of course, uh, that is the readability scoring. That scoring is measuring how easy is um, that content, that text, for the user to understand, and how uh, what is the tone of voice of that content. If it match matches with the industry, you are uh, I don't know in the entertainment uh, industry. You don't need to use very um, official language. You need to be more casual. Or you are in the I don't know education online education industry. You need we're matching those parameters as well with the help of machine learning. That's really cool. So you'd see this as a tool um, that lots of people within a marketing department could get benefit from. Oh yes, definitely. If you are uh, in, in, in digital marketing, I believe that most of the people already heard about, about us, but if you haven't heard about some projects, give it a try. We have a, a, a free a free version, so you can just pick up the the process that you're working. So basically, when you when you if you want to start using a, an an online platform, a SEMrush, you just need to enter a, a domain. Uh, it, it can be yours, or better, if if it is the leader of your your industry, to see all the insights that you 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 can have from them. So you will you will know how many keywords they have how much budget they are spending on ads, how often they are creating uh, ads campaigns, uh, how big is their audience, if their audience is related to, to yours, and some, so many other parameters. So if you want to start from there, that's the very beginning. But if you want to go one uh, step farther, you need to check um, how to create content based on, uh, on, on the information that you have uh, on your industry. For example, you want to create a piece of content based on the current situation of the, um, let's say, Bitcoin. For a ranking um, with this topic, uh, uh, let's say in 2015, you need to uh, you needed to write a, a piece of content with uh, about 800, 800 uh, words. Right now. It, that that changed a lot because you need to in order to ra rank for the topic bitcoin you need to have at least 3000 words uh in, in inside of your uh, url so uh, the number of words that you need to use there the position of the words all that matters and of course with an online platform that's more easy to do well wow, so it it sounds like today um 
you know, people who are maybe PR specialists need to think a lot more about SEO. I mean, if I was creating PR content that got fed to the website, what steps would I go through to really, you know, understand um, how I should optimize it? Well, with that perspective, a PR person, uh, of course, needs to, uh, to think about uh, the SEO uh, analysis, the keyword research analysis, but also they need to think about the trends, um, what is happening now and how people are reacting, um, what is the, the user behavior uh, during uh, any situation or the situation that uh, we are all living uh, these days. So for doing that, we have another tool that is called topic research that is basically um, the, the opposite of keyword research. When you are doing a keyword research, you are, uh, you are looking for uh, metrics such as uh, volume, uh, cost, per, uh, cost per click, um, difficulty, how difficult to rank that keyword. But when you're looking for trends, you're looking for uh, questions, how people are searching exactly, uh, what are the most uh, trending topics uh, when you have um, a high level topic, let's say you want to write something about, let's return to cryptocurrency, right? Bitcoin. So most of the people right now are, are talking about the stock uh, markets, about the, the rise of the price of oil. So everything related to, to, to Bitcoin uh, will be in the mouth of the people and they're gonna be talking about that. So uh, a PR uh, expert, a PR um, professional needs to follow those trends in order to uh, create a piece of content that people uh, wants uh, to read. So that will be the perfect match. Keyword research and, and then topic research to check how effective that piece of, of content is going to be. So today, I mean, what we should be thinking about is um, not only how well we rank for a particular search, but whether people are actually doing that search. Is that, is that what you're saying? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, actually, it's, it's not our um, opinion. It's something that uh, people from Google uh, were telling us the last uh, three years when they introduced all the quality content algorithms. So they say, if you have relevant content that really matters to your audience and answers uh, users' uh, search queries, so you are um, you're a good content creator. But uh, yesterday, they launched this new core update and they were saying, so everything should be fine with you, but also you need to have some research behind that content that you're publishing. So I, I don't know what is the meaning of that research part. So I believe they, uh, that if you want to talk about, I don't know, bicycle, uh, mountain bicycles, you need to put there some additional information about the source of your content inspiration, of the source of the, where you, um, how you got to this topic. So something related to that, uh, because it's a recent update, uh, nobody knows how it works uh, right now, but we are sure that if the content really answers people's needs, that's a good piece of content, uh, of content already. I think one of the, the things that, you know, a lot of people who are not specialists in, in the search world uh, wonder is how do guys like you actually understand what Google is doing? Because as you say, they've introduced a new algorithm. They've been a little bit vague about it. How do you work out, you know, what your customers should be doing to make sure they rank uh, towards the top with their content? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, it's because we are kind of obsessed with, with <laughs> marketing and all the time we are um, just hearing the alerts from our um, online platforms telling, oh, this is a new, this is a new uh, type of change in the first page of results. This is a new type of, new type of snippet. Uh, and we are having a lot of conversations on, on, on Twitter uh, on, on, uh, inside of com communities. So uh, <clears throat> how do, do we know this, uh, about these changes? Because most of them, uh, oh no, just a few of them are official. Uh, most of them are not official and we're just trying to figure it out how they change things. Um, but for example, with the, um, with the beginning of uh, usage of uh, voice uh, devices, voice assist assistants. Uh, I mean the the, the Google Home, uh, Home Mini, and then the uh, the Nest. Uh, with with the beginning of um, their incorporation to, to to people's lives, we saw that most of the changes in Google have uh, has in increased in terms of uh, there are a lot of um, answers to questions. There are a lot of uh, snippets that are really, really big. So in terms of advertisement, when you see a Google ad there, you see they're just uh, three, uh, one phrase, uh, the URL and the, and the message from, from the ad. So it's, it's, it's very clear. But for the feature snippets, for example, if you type on Google uh, how to boil an egg or how, how to open a bank account, or a restaurant near me, you will receive beautiful results there that Google is creating specific, specifically for each industry. So if you are in the real estate um, um, industry or in the insurance or banking or financial, fintech, whatever the industry is, Google is preparing really interesting results for all of them. Why? Because they want to have more and more users uh, staying and engage, uh, engaging with, uh, with those results. So just an example, um, <clears throat> I do this um, uh, in every single conference that I, I participate. If you uh, type on Google how to open a bank account, you will receive uh, at, at the beginning a list of steps from a bank. Usually it's the central bank of the country or <clears throat> is the, most, impor or is the more, most important insurance company. If you don't have that type of result, that means that first, the banks in your, in your uh, city or in your country are not doing a good job and you don't have uh, competition there in, between banks, which, which is crazy. But if you had a beautiful result, that's the feature snippet. And you will understand because uh, there you can see uh, the logo of the bank, the image of the bank, the story of the bank in the knowledge graph. You will see the step-by-step uh, process how to open a bank account. So basically for um, right now in the United States, there are about eight, 80, um, 85% of questions that they already receive a feature snippet. So Google was uh, going to that direction till uh, this year. Um, they were changing their status from search engine to the answer engine. Right now, they are going to another direction, and they made it officially last year uh, when they said that, okay, we, uh, we want to go from the answer engine to the get it, getting things done engine. So they want to apply more 
uh, actually more um, they activate more actions uh, inside of their search engine, and that's basically the things that you can do with your voice assistant, which is an incredible thing for uh, for the future of uh, of, mar of digital marketing, of course. So with Google changing, you know, to, to rather than being search to being an answer engine and, and then a, a getting things done engine, how does that change what content people need to create? Presumably that, that has quite a big impact. Oh, yes. Well, when um, you are creating a piece of content, you need to be sure that all the uh, question keywords that are out there uh, related to your product or service are um, answered. For example, first first question that you need to have when you're you're creating a, a content that is meant to be for answering people question is, uh, of course, the what is and the name of your brand. Um, then where is, and of course, if you have an, a, 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 a specific location at uh, the name of your brand. And uh, the last one will be, will be uh, how to use and then your products. So you need to check if with those three questions, uh, the content that you are producing, um, as a result, it matched a feature snippet. Uh, because those feature snippets are free to earn, but you need to have the right format uh, for all of them. For the question or keyword, uh, what is, for example, uh, what is SEMrush, right? Uh, we have this feature snippet, and in order to be in that feature snippet, you need to use a certain amount of words, which is basically 46 words, 156 characters. So you need to have what is SEMrush, and after that header, you need to use the 146, uh, 56 characters, um, explaining what is SEMrush only, uh, only, only with that amount of words. With the, with the next one, uh, where is it? Basically, uh, your address, uh, phone number, and having activated the uh, location uh, markup, of course, with the address, if, if you can have that, that as well. And for the how to use, uh, in this case, how to use your service or your product, or in my case, how to use SEMrush, you need to um, have a list with um, a minimum of eight items. So eight steps, how to use uh, SEMrush. So step one, uh, you need to open your browser. Step two, you need to enter whatever, whatever are, are, are the steps for this process. So if you have those three uh, in, uh, with a feature snippet, you have already uh, won something really interesting. First of all, the, those feature snippets. And uh, se second, in second um, is uh, the uh, voice search result. Because when you have a feature snippet, you also have a voice search result. So if you are using any, de any device with uh, any Android device, actually series using some of Google data as well, uh, you will have uh, two type of results. First one is gonna be the result on the first page. The second one is the result on uh, a voice search device. So start uh, resolving questions related to your, your own business. Second step there will be, uh, the easiest one are gonna be, it's gonna be creating content that people from your industry, uh, people from your niche are asking to similar business as yours. For example, you know, I believe every single business owner, they have the list of the most uh, common um, answered questions. Uh, so that is a good piece of content to create even better content to uh, receive several, several feature snippets 
or people, uh, other people, um, people also ask results, which is another great uh, type of result that Google is, is offering. So if you can create based on those um, pieces of content as uh, frequently answered questions, uh, you, you can have a really, really understandable piece of content that Google is going to reward you with feature snippets. That's fascinating. It's, it seems like, you know, now you're talking about SEO from the point of view of what customers are going to ask rather than looking for high volume keywords. It, it, has SEO changed in that way? Oh, yes, definitely. And, and, and a lot. Um, actually, when I was in, um, in India uh, at the beginning of this year, I saw that many uh, financial institutions there, they were just uh, creating um, awareness through these feature snippets. So their main objective was not to get uh, traffic to their website. So they were not taking a look into the ranks, uh, where the first, second position, but they were working a lot in terms of brand awareness, having uh, an earning, working for, uh, for earning uh, feature snippets. So if you have already that result, uh, placed on the first page of Google. Actually, s s some people, some specialists call that result the zero result, the, the zero position of the ranking zero, because th th that is not the first, that's not the second, that's the zero. And then you have the organic result. Um, so most of them are working to having that result, creating just uh, the format, as, as I mentioned, uh, the paragraph with 156 uh, six characters or 46 words, the eight items in the list. Actually, I saw some banks working only with lists. So they have uh, around, uh, for, for one bank, I saw that they, they had more than 5,000 feature snippets because they, uh, they were implementing uh, that change that Google offered uh, for, for basically everyone uh, the last, uh, during the last three years. Uh, that's that that's really interesting i mean that that's absolutely very different to just trying to rank top for high high volume keywords um just just to to move on a bit i mean semrush offers a lot of features um so as well as seo um support you also support uh paid search so so adwords as i guess people are still calling it um from your point of yeah. view when should people use paid um instead of trying to um use search engine optimization to get to the top well, I will say, um, as a um, person who creates uh, different ad campaigns uh, for different industry, it depends on uh, the needs that you're that you're looking. For example, in time of crisis, uh, I believe that more uh, most of the people they are desperate to get more um, closer deals, so they want to have more leads uh, to sell, um, mm -hmm. and of course. If you are not in that situation and you can, you have some uh, budget, you can allocate some of the budget that, that you have for um, expanding more in terms of organic search, which needs more, more time to have results. So I, I will say it depends on the situation that you are. Uh, for the first um, type of uh, people that are in the, the crisis situation, they don't have. They really need uh, to have more leads. Of course, th this uh, the um, same um, strategy going for ads. So creating ads, uh, no matter if it's in Google or there's social ads, uh, they need to have 
uh, I will say, and especially is working well with that because you can burn a lot of money. Uh, this situation, people are <clears throat> trying to do it uh, themselves and they need, of course, uh, to categorize the, the audience. They need to launch uh, at the very specific timing, with the very specific timing. They need to uh, have um, certain type of knowledge. I will say, I will say a high level of knowledge in order to not burn a lot of money. But if you are in the second position that you have some uh, free budget, some, uh, um, well, some uh, free budget to <clears throat> growth, I will go 100% to, uh, to search, to, to, to SEO. Why is that? Because uh, when this situation with the, uh, with, with, with the virus started, I re remember many, many companies that they were doing only ads saying that, oh my God, we should invest more on SEO for this, for this situation because uh, they, they, um, they were cut, cutting the, the ads budgets because they, they couldn't uh, open the, the doors so they, they cannot engage with, with the people. Um, if you have um, an SEO strategy, so people are just going to be coming to your website uh, organically. So you don't need to invest that. So it's like your, your, um, uh, your magazine, your um, office is still open, but you're not paying for, for, for visitors. So you're still receiving uh, that, uh, that traffic. So again, it depends on the situation. It, it sounds like um, you're saying, you know, what, one of the benefits of um, paying for traffic or paying for ads is that you can turn them on and they start having an impact straight away, whereas it takes time to build up the SEO. But on the other side, obviously, when you turn the ads off, the impact disappears immediately, whereas SEO has a much longer term effect. Is that, have I understood that right? Absolutely. Yes, that's the way. You are, you are investing on, on really fast and quick results or you are investing on long, on long term. So both of them are, of course, acceptable, but long term, it, it will affect you in, in, in long, during the long term, of course. Mm -hmm. And then I hear some people um, talking about paying for ads because they don't feel they can get to the top of a particular search page. I mean, for example, um, it could be something where a lot of, you know, publications on Wikipedia, because it's a more generic term, um, or it could even be competitors, um, uh, brands that they want to, to rank on, they, they buy ads. Is, is that a good strategy? Well, actually, with, when you are skipping uh, doing um, the research uh, for the SEO keywords, such as the ones who, are, who has the uh, highest um, uh, keyword difficulty, let's say 95, 96, the keyword difficulty goes from one to 100. So 95, 98 is like impossible to, uh, to, to rank for. So uh, for, for those um, specific um, queries, you need to go, and this is my, um, my suggestion here, you need to go for the uh, long tail keyword which are, are, are basically made uh, from uh, questions. I will go for different variation of questions and related searches. But definitely with uh, different variations of questions, you can go uh, higher than expected. Actually, there are a lot of um, long tail keywords that are higher for some general questions, uh, for some general um, um, queries. 
and in, in the case that you want to have more uh, online visibility, you can have, of course, uh, your budget allocated for, for ads, but it's a better tactic to have that result uh, on, on, a, on a people also ask or on a, on a, on a feature snippet. I'm, I really love this kind of results. Uh, let, let, let me explain you why. Uh, firstly, uh, there are two types of, of results. The first one is the feature snippet and then the people swatch, which are related to questions, right? So for the first one, uh, in order to rank for a, for a feature snippet, you need to rank at least in the top 10, with the top, top 10 uh, keywords, so in the first page of Google, which is also really difficult. But with the second result that are uh, always together with the feature snippet, so you have the feature snippet and uh, below that result, you have the people also ask, which are also in the first place, are also a SERP feature, uh, which is that position zero. Um, in order to rank for a people also ask, uh, you don't need to be in the first page of Google, in the second page of Google, or not, not even in the 10th page, page of Google. So you need just to have the right format to be there. So you can outrank uh, very easy, uh, very easy uh, Wikipedia having the answer for that search query and uh, earning that uh, people, also, uh, people also ask result. That's something that it goes really fast when Google is indexing the results. Uh, it can take from one to three hours to have that result, which is pretty much amazing. Wow, I, I mean, you, you've listed a whole load of uh, interesting, you know, tips and tricks throughout this interview. How do people get up to speed um, on SEO, particularly if they're not, um, you know, 100% focused on that market? Perhaps they're in content generation. Uh, does SEMrush offer any training or or any other information? Yes, actually, uh, online education is one of our uh, major goals uh, during uh, the last couple of couple of years. And we created an, an, an academy uh, related not only for under, the, best, the, the better understanding of our product and services, but for a better understanding about general um, digital <clears throat> processes and strategies. So we have the SEO uh, fundamental courses. We have the uh, technical uh, courses in our academy, which is semrush.com slash academy. And all of them are free for everybody. You don't need to have a paid account on SEMrush to use it. And of course, we are offering certifications as well that you can include on your LinkedIn profiles. And the, the teachers, the, the professors that are there are um, industry professionals with a high level of uh, recognition. Brilliant. I, and, and if people are interested to actually, you know, try the tool, I think you mentioned there's a, a free version. Um, how would people try SEMrush? And then what would it cost if they, they want to make use of all the features? Sure. When, um, when you start uh, opening the, um, the main domain, SEMrush.com, you will see there a, a search bar, as usually you do in, on, on Google. Uh, you can start from there and you will have the, the free version which is basically 10 search queries uh, and 10, uh, 10 queries that you can do with different domains. But if you want to go uh, in deep with the whole potential that we are offering, you're going to start with uh, $99 uh, with the pro version, then with the, the, the medium level, which is $199. And if you are a net marketing agency 
with more than 50 or 100 clients, you can have the uh, business version with 399. But for someone who's, uh, you know, perhaps a, a PR professional who just wants to improve the, uh, the optimization um, of some of their content, the $99 version would work for them, would it? Oh, yes, definitely. A piece of, um, when they are working with the content marketing tools, so working with a piece of, of, of content, they can do it uh, every day. Uh, they can work with uh, several tools to that. Actually, with every single uh, package that we have, you can have access to all of the tools, except for the uh, corporate ones, which are only a couple of them, uh, called the, the um, competitive intelligence tools, which are traffic analytics and market share. But with the rest of the tools, with the 44 other tools, uh, everybody has access to them. And a PR specialist has the, the access in every single uh, package to all the tools. That's fantastic. That, that sounds really good. And with free training as well, it sounds great. Um, I, I know we'll all be rushing off to uh, start changing our About Us pages to write uh, uh, where is Napier um, and uh, optimize for the feature snippets. Um, but before we do that, is there uh, anywhere people can get in contact with you if they've got other questions um, or would like to know more about SEMrush? Sure, definitely. You can con contact me through my uh, LinkedIn page. I'm uh, Fernando Angulo there. I believe I'm, I'm the only Fernando Angulo there. <laughs> or you can just put SEMrush and Fernando Angulo or to my email f.angulo at semrush.com. You can write me there or just enter to uh, semrush.com and find one of the webinars. I'm also one of the professors in the, in the course. So I believe you, you, you will find a way. Fernando, thank you very much. That was a, a lot of great information uh, for us. And I'm sure we'll all be going looking at our websites and trying to uh, take advantage of those tips. Thank you for appearing on the podcast. Thank you, Mike. Thank you all. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.